What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Shrinko. Here's my co-host, Chris Vaughn. What is up, Chris? Hello. Got the uh, OG gang back together. Been a while since we've been in, uh, you know, Smalley Talk Studios. Just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Feel kind of special right now. Yeah, I think that's probably the paint fumes seeping through. (laughs) I feel pretty special too. (laughs) I feel a tingling in my butthole and just a little, little loose. I just put a coat of oil-based primer in my basement. I'm currently drinking a beer, and Chris is drinking coffee. Um, That's a lethal combination, dude. I'm telling you, when I, I'm even still like I can smell it. It's just like seeping through your walls. We might, we might just like wake up in the morning. We're both like sitting in these chairs, slumped over. If halfway through this episode we start talking about Pink Floyd a whole bunch, (laughs) you guys will understand why we are huffing paint as thirty-some-year-old men. But uh, yeah, it's it's been real. Uh, You know, it's been uh, a pretty wet spring around here we were just complaining about how bad the how yeah. bad the weather has been it's been uh, pretty bad it's weird though because we haven't really got any like hardcore flooding like it hap- that happened some years i you know i don't think the water's been high enough to affect the spawn i think the fish have been able to spawn in this water yeah that's probably right it just came up and down and up and down and up and down and uh it, it's weird because some of the rivers around here they're actually close to normal pool but they're muddy yeah, I mean, uh, I think it was last maybe Thursday, uh, or no, Friday, it was last Friday, uh, Jeremiah and I drove out to uh, Flat Rock, and the, and the flows looked good, and you know, at this point in my fishing sort of, I guess, career, if you will, I don't really get fooled by flows very often, so this was one of the few times in the past you know, several years where I've went out to a river expecting it to look pretty good. Uh, we got out there and it was pumping mud um, to the point where we didn't even attempt it. So, you know, we ended up kind of kind of a bitch move to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> so we ended up kind of farting around on the little flat rock, and uh, you know, we didn't we didn't really there wasn't really a whole bunch to talk about. Um, let's just put it that way. Um, but you know, that's just one of those things. Like you said, it's kind of it's gone up and down so much that you know, even the even when the water comes close to normal pull, it's just pumping mud so. yeah i mean this spring's just been kind of screwed up i mean yeah. we really just have never had that it reminds me of what was it three years ago we kind of had a similar yeah. spring uh where all the way through late june it just remained really high and muddy and uh and then we had a pretty good summer and fall yeah of fishing so maybe you know things will turn around here in the next couple of weeks and uh, we'll get back to it but yeah I think you'll you'll see that those fish have uh, probably not fed up as much as they've normally been able to feed in the spring. They're probably probably weary, been spawning. You know, they're probably right. tired, and instead of being all full and going into their little holes, they're gonna be out feeding here in late June. I'm looking forward to taking advantage of that well hopefully so. you know if we can get some i just looked at the weather the forecast for the next week <laughs> it's, is this, more rain. it's literally supposed to rain uh 
Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So yeah, very uh, yeah, kind of disappointing. It's pretty brutal. Not not gonna lie to you. Yeah, uh, I've been uh, beating my wife a little bit more than normal. <laughs> I've been just sort of screaming at the kids. I don't really have that uh, cathartic, you know, release, if you will. Well, you know, a lot of rage over here. In true uh, fashion, the Northern Rivers look really good right yeah, now. Apparently. I know, I know. <laughs> golly, the ones that we've, we were Brutal. looking forward to go to. We we slogged through, you know, four months of snow and ice, right. sub. Zero temperature, or not sub zero, sub freezing temperatures, right? And you know, all zero the, degrees Celsius. Yeah, exactly. So all right. that got us through it was the thought of going to the Upper Mississippi, right? And uh, yeah, we went to go up there, and we we missed her. But I'm uh, I'm definitely taking some sort of trip up north like this summer, though. Yeah, I think we were talking about that. Hundred percent. I'm in. Yeah, we're gonna go do. Maybe not Upper Mississippi. That's, I don't know if you'd be up for that. That's pretty far, but we'll figure something we, out. We, there's a few other destinations we could go to that. Would yeah, we'll figure something out for sure. Got to got to get satiated. Yeah, know. yeah, it's pretty. <clears throat> but we did go bad. out this weekend. Uh, fished. I mean, upper the Upper White River over the weekend was actually in pretty good shape. Yeah, um, it was. It was still muddy. I mean, it was. Yeah. Foot, maybe 16 inches of visibility, something like that. Yeah, because I went out on Friday late, like around 6, we got on the water, um, and it was a mud factory out east. So didn't really, you know, Little Flat Rock, I think, used to be a great fishery. They had a fish kill a couple years ago, um, you know, and I, I have only fished it twice. Uh, but, you know, it used to be really great, I guess. Uh, fish kill pretty much wiped everything out. Uh, I caught, we caught maybe a couple 14s. So, you know, the next morning, uh, well, actually late that night, Josh texted me and said, Hey, I'm going out in the morning on Upper White with Derek. Uh, do you want to go? So I had to burn a little political capital around the house and go out two days in a row. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm pleased to say that uh, you went out with conventional gear. Yeah, is, I did. Is that right? Yeah, no, I did. In a kayak? In a kayak oh, with conventional man. gear, OG trip. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes you just got the big dog's got to strut around a little bit. Well, he's got to show whose yard it is. You know hey, what I'm saying? You got back on that bicycle and, and you did well. You got the two biggest fish of the trip. So, yeah, yeah. It's impressive. I mean, sometimes big dog's got to fight. You know, he's got to. <laughs> So let that bark out. Let everybody know who's <laughs> boss around this bitch. Yeah, well, we, people 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 act like they, you know, like I went away. People, you did you know, I feel like Doctor Dre in the, you know, <laughs> people talk about guns like I ain't got none. What do you think I sold them all? I yeah, I well, you did give away about half your tackle to my brother. I did. So. I, I didn't sell them. I gave I gave away half of my. Probably more than half of my stuff. Well, that trip because I gave a rod to Derek, a rod to Loomis. <laughs> oh, Derek's <laughs> all rod's of my gone. tackle. I wonder if Loomis still. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he hasn't used it. It's been sitting in his garage. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I didn't have a lot of stuff, undeniably. So I had to borrow some stuff from Josh, but we, we got it done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for you know, I know it, it wasn't what I would call ideal. It was, it was acceptable. Um, I could say, I mean, a foot and a half of visibility is kind of like minimum threshold for like, yeah, hey, we can make this work. We can have a good day. And, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like crazy. Like, we didn't like kill him. 
But I probably caught what tw- I probably got around twenty five. Yeah, I had about the same. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we it was we, pretty good. I yeah, mean, and we we didn't fish the whole day. We we got off the water what like one. Well, we yeah. got off the water around noon. <laughs> Derek. Derek got off the water around one, and we did the same stretch. So yeah, that guy is. Uh, I I love me some Derek Burton, and I'm sure he's gonna be listening to this. That dude. Uh, he's he he fishes at his own pace. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he walks the beat of his own drum and he fishes at his own pace. But yeah. you know that's what you kind of love about him. He's a well, he's a finesse fisherman. Uh, he definitely likes more finesse, picks stuff apart. We're more of a, I would think me and you are more of a, a power. Yeah, but I mean, I I really did like legitimately take my time. <laughs> I mean, we got done an hour, about an hour before him, I would say, but. But we sat around uh, at one point for probably a good twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, waiting on it. <laughs> waiting on it. So you know, I mean, it was it was fine though. We had we were just out there relaxing, having a good time. Yeah, it was fun shooting the breeze. Yeah, I had a good time. I caught a big big old channel cat that got me all boned up. Josh caught a very nice channel cat. Yeah, and I was it was you know channel cats kind of have that brownish tint to. He's them. so afraid to take. I had to take it off the hook and release it for him. <laughs> No, I seriously. So he said, "Be careful! Don't get horned." <laughs> I did say that. You did say that's a direct quote. Um, I don't know if I said it like that. Said, so "Be careful! Don't get horned." <laughs> no, I. Uh, well, we were pretty close. Actually, most of the trip, Chris and I were floating. You know, within speaking distance of each other. Yeah, and, and one, uh, at one point with. Uh, tip to tip and just sort of floated down i love that Not me too that was my favorite part <laughs> yeah. uh but i that thing uh came out and crushed my spinnerbait like if you ever have a fish you know smallmouth in particular they like almost yank the rod out of your hands oh yeah and dude that catfish hit it just like a smallmouth tug is the drug baby and it was probably what you think five pound smallmouth or yeah. five pound catfish caught on chicken liver yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? Caught a catfish. He was chucking chicken liver all day. Yeah. He was chumming the water too. <laughs> well, it pounded that spinnerbait, and you know, I I couldn't really see. I just saw kind of a flash of color. I was like, oh man, here's my you know, got my shot at Dude, my I hate that. At my nice fish, and Chris heard me yelling. You know, I said. I think you had a fish hit your top water at the same time. Literally, I thought he was reacting to the top and water I said, strike I got. I was like, "Oh shit!" or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and he didn't realize I had had that fish. And I thought he was being a know. fan. <laughs> I, I would have said that. I would have said that. Yeah, it was a pretty good blow up, but it was a very small fish. But, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I got that I've, fish I've been tricked before, like, man. The, those yeah. channel cats have that little golden brown color to them that you think that you've got carp, in a small mouth. Carp, same thing. Yeah. Kind of think you got a smallmouth on. And it was staying down far enough to where, you know, I was couldn't really get a good look at it. And, uh, yeah, I got it up there. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. So we but, cooked them up that night and made ourselves a nice White River well, we, Channel cat. Actually, we, we probably had enough time to skin the catfish, <laughs> make a fire, cook it, right. you know, make some vegetables, and, and then still have about 10 minutes before Derek got back. Careful, don't let him horn you. <laughs> I'm gonna save that audio clip. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure I heard an ooh too. Ew! ew. I hate catfish. <laughs> Slimy. You mind unhacking him for me? <laughs> no, and then I like we're standing there and uh, kind of admiring Josh's catfish, and this family goes by on two different canoes, and I go, 
canoe race, go. And I said, uh, don't let those boys beat you, girls. <laughs> and uh, on closer review, it was a woman and uh, her son. <laughs> No, I was like, I'm uh, sure. I was like, you realize that's a that's a yeah. boy. In that yeah, he's gonna be. Dress. He's gonna be a, in an emo the, band. Needless for sure to say, they didn't say that. much. No, they didn't. They um, they definitely didn't race. No, you misgendered my child. <laughs> no, they didn't say anything. That old bitch didn't want none. <laughs> Just kidding. He's probably my age. <laughs> it's funny you look at people with kids now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, probably. They're they're probably age. younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we, I mean, we had a good trip, though. Uh, other than that... Biggest fish of the day came off the whopper plopper from your boy. Chucking yeah. that, chucking those shark hooks. That's right. Not only was Chris fishing conventional, he's throwing a whopper plopper a hey. good part of the day. If you can't beat him, join him. <clears throat> I mean... I went all in, Hey, baby. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a hard time about that. <laughs> As well, you shouldn't. Yeah, it was a... Whopper plopper, man, you can say what you want, but the strikes are heart heart stopping on those yeah. things. I think the second biggest one was on a spinner bait, but uh yeah. pretty solid spinner bait bite for the most of the day. Uh rage tail crawls on a shaky head really got it done for the majority of the fish. And then after I caught the first eighteen of the day, I just kinda started just I don't know. I was just sort of taking it a little less seriously, just kind of pleasure floating. Yeah, the the second the the eighteen that you caught with me right. was a really nice fish. That was like, you know, that's that's if you would have caught that on the fly, you would have. Oh, I'd have been boned up for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd so, have been. I'd have been. I'd have let out a big woohoo, probably. Yeah, I sh- I'd rip my shirt off and flexed full flex in front of those <laughs> wreck canoers. It was a it was a fat, nice thick. Hey, easy dude. Thick fish. <laughs> it was thick it had nice markings on it yeah, yeah. it was good fish for sure yeah. but uh anyway so you know one of the things we're looking forward to in this episode is uh well we you know we always appreciate some feedback some interaction from people that listen to the podcast people that have comments on you know just stupid things we say you know people that interact with posts and people post you know tag us in fish and stuff like that well a few weeks ago, we set up the uh, Smalley Talk hotline for fans of the show to call in and uh, leave us a message, maybe a question, maybe just harassment, whatever whatever they've got on their mind. Uh, we'll play their voicemail on the on the uh, podcast and then you know answer any questions, address any uh, harassment. And uh, you know, one of the things that we're looking forward to this week is I think we've got several messages. Yeah. So we didn't ever post the phone number on our social media so this is for listeners yeah this is just people that you know listen deep into deep into the episode right deep into the crevice this isn't for your just casual followers on facebook we're talking about this is for the fans that's right now with that said we we are gonna post the number so we get some more messages but we have i think we have five loyal listeners yeah left some some small talk takes and we're gonna we're gonna play them uh to be honest with you we've we've haven't really listened to any of them so this is gonna be uh we listened off- to part of one right to test the right. test the audio but uh, yeah so we're gonna we're gonna play them you're gonna get our authentic live feedback on them as you remember when we originally talked about this um we're we're definitely going to uh we're not we're not gonna go easy on these people, so no. we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of roasting. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of a little bit of poking fun. Sure. And then we'll, we'll we'll answer the question, whatever they might you know have. I really am uh, interested to hear what kind of just sort of low down just weirdos we have listening to the <laughs> oh, we show. Have some weirdos. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean yeah. these people are degenerates for I mean hundred <laughs> percent. If you're still listening to this episode at this point right now, we're what are we fifteen minutes? You are a degenerate and you're just yeah, like us. Sure. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Small mouth degenerate for yeah. sure. Okay, so we're gonna play this first one and this is the one we listened to a little bit of. Yeah. So this is gonna be um this is from someone we know. Um a right. uh, former guest on the podcast. Yeah, former guest on the podcast. Let's see here. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, let's play this. Yeah, this is a fellow donkey wrangler here, Jeremiah Vaughn. Just wanted to know if uh, the host, Josh Shrinko, has what it takes to take the big fish. Uh, this mm. this uh memorial day trip it's a challenge so it's yep. got what it takes bud let's hear your response because i'm two years running and i'm gunning for you i'm coming for you hard <laughs> so mm. for those that didn't get that that's uh chris's brother jeremiah mm-hmm. so we have the um um we have the the advantage of having a retrospective yeah uh you know, we've already been on this trip. Yeah, this was know, left a while. This a was challenge. left a while ago. Yeah. So, unfortunately, there wasn't much uh, no. donkey wrangling going on in that <laughs> no. trip. No, no, there wasn't. I think Jeremiah uh, and I ended up kind of tying. Yeah. Maybe with uh, with Danny. I think Danny. We all had like 18s on that yeah. trip. Yeah. I don't so. know if Jeremiah, any of Jeremiah's went 18 and a half. Okay. So, I think that they were both kind of 18, 18 and a quarter. Okay, so technically I won then. I think maybe you might have taken them this year. Okay, all right. Because well, you, you had an 18 and a half, right? Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't um, think any of his went so 18 and a half. Jeremiah, when you listen to this, screw you, man. I won. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, now, if you're going to take a shot at the king, you better... You better that's uh, right, that's right. You better kill him. You, know? you better yeah. not miss. Jeremiah was flinging flies all week, so I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. And he did so. have... Probably the same number of 18s as you. Yeah. With the benefit well, of one okay, more I had day two fishing. 18s, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had two. 18 and a half. But still, I don't think anybody's going to be bragging about the quality. Uh, yeah, We're not so. We're not going to rehash that trip. <laughs> no, we, we've done it enough. We're going to put that in the archives and leave it be. <laughs> well, thanks for the feedback, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's play our second one and, here. Uh, you know, notice the challenge wasn't even remotely extended to me. Wasn't even an option that I would catch the biggest fish on the trip. <laughs> well, Jeremiah so, said he has two years running. I don't. I don't know uh, that that's true. Well, the first last year he definitely did. Last year he had the only twenty on the trip. Uh, the year before that, though, him and I tied because I had. Oh I had yeah, that, he had the nineteen. I forgot that he had. He, the 19. I had that big nineteen and a half though too. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Which is, I think, our cover page on Quest for Twenty Three. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. The one that kind of water dripping off of it. Yeah. That was, like, that was a cool fish. Yeah. Um, all right, so this is a really long message. This is three minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a long all message. Right. Well, let's hear what this what this is. All right. Three minutes. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I've reached the Smalley Take Hotline. <laughs> this is Hoss Jones. 
I'm from Australia. I recently moved, well, two years ago to Indiana. But I love you guys' podcast. Josh, Chris, you guys are awesome. I've got to tell a little bit of a story. I'll make it quick. I know you said on your last podcast, I need to make my story quick. But I'd be from Australia, right? Four years ago, I was sailing off a bushy island. And look it up on the map. Look where I'm starting. It's Bushy Island. It was a cloudy day because, well, it was bushy around. So we were, we were working a cove down, down to Booty Island. But right in between there, if you can get around the edge of Booty Island, you can get yourself to a place called Cockburn's Patch. Would you check me catch the biggest Mako sharks of your entire life? Crikey, I swear. I swear to you, the biggest Makos. Well, that day I was with me friends, my man Frankie Foster's and my man Matt the Marsupial. You want to know why we call him that? Because he wears his pouch on the outside of his trousers. What an idiot. Yeah, Matt the Marsupial. He wears his pouch. That's a fishing star, right? We go out there. I catch the biggest Mako shark of my entire life. Crikey. The teeth were vicious. But then the job sent me to the United States of America where I landed in the Hoosier State. I didn't know what to do with myself. It was crazy. So I hit a river. And then one day I said, how is anything going to live up to the Mako? I hit the White River. That noble Tucky, Indiana. I hit that White River hard. And I kid you not, I hooked onto a beast. In my trousers, they rose up. <laughs> then I didn't know what to do. I was floating in the water because my trousers, my feet were off the ground, my trousers, and I pulled in this big bronze tiger, tiger striped, smallmouth, a 19-incher. I'm still going for the 23, boys. But that feeling I got in my trousers that day <laughs> was the same feeling I got with the Mako. Yeah. So my question the Smalley Talk podcast is what feeling, adjectively, gentlemen, do you get in your trousers so we can spark the hype of smallmouth fishing in the United States of America? Please describe to me, do you get that same pulsating feeling that I do in the trousers? <laughs> well, you got cut off. You got cut off, I guess. That's <laughs> Thank God for Google voicemail. <laughs> I didn't know that that was the famous Hoss Jones. Huh, was it? What is it? Huss? It's Hoss Jones. From, Hoss. You never heard heard of Hoss Jones from Australia? No, nope, never have. He's a famous Mako fisherman. Is he really? Yeah. Well, good for you, man. Thanks for calling in, Hoss. And I guess the question, <laughs> the if I could, <laughs> if I could really condense that three minute uh, voicemail down to one question, it was. Do we get a pulsating feeling in our pants when we hook a smallmouth? <laughs> I, think, I think... And by the way, your country, you know, uh, Australia, it sounds great. You know, I'm sure it's it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, a prison country <laughs> for him to house rapists and war criminals. Uh, it sounds like it's probably a lovely place, lovely people, probably not haggard old winches for women. Uh, it's probably a nice place, and it sounds great. I mean, the fact that you've got sharks in your rivers, that's a plus, 100%. <laughs> 
thanks for calling in. Um, you you definitely sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you sound like an accomplished <laughs> fisherman, and I appreciate the feedback. Um, barely understood your your accent. <laughs> that it was hard. To, it was hard pure, to understand. I mean, just pure trash. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll try to address it. Uh, do I get a pulsating feeling in my pants when I catch a smallmouth? The answer to that question is: I have irritable bowel syndrome. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I have always got a pulsating feeling in my pants, and uh, I believe I believe we kind of touch on this pretty often, though. Right. Well, I for mean, years and years, we used to call um, catching dicking smallmouth. That's what we used to call it. Yeah. 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 Well, that was literally sticking our dicks in the smallmouth <laughs> mouth, which we've done many times. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Let's just say they're not super flukes. <laughs> we train them around yeah. here. No, hey, thanks for the, uh, what was it, Haas? Haas Jones? Haas Jones. Well, thanks for the call. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, that, that was, uh, um, that's an interesting character there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope he calls back again, because I'd love to hear, you know, if he's made any progress tracking down I, that Makos. Was a, that, was like, a, that was a pretty... Uh, Pretty good compliment to Smallmouth, though. He compared it to makeup. Yeah, that's a great compliment. And t- t- for me to answer his question, yes, I get a boner every time. Every time? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh. Every time. It's a lot of sustained bonerage. Every time. Wow. Good Literally. Sometimes it's a little chubby. Yeah. Big ones, I full on. Really? You know, veiny erection. Oh, man. So. Uh, so, yeah. You should get that looked at. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a urologist. <laughs> That listens to this podcast and and call in. We've got tw- some concerns. Twenty inches. I actually, I yep. I, I come. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I needed to say it. We all knew where it was going, and you know, good for you. Honestly, so if I ever catch a twenty incher, just wink at me. Right. Yeah. Okay. You'll know what's going on. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I, <I'll, laughs> it's definitely not a hog trough. You don't do that. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I could have swore I've seen you with a nope. boner in your, no. in your pants mm-hmm. before. No. You wouldn't be able to see it, not from that <laughs> distance. All right, let's hear the next podcast. We got, got got pretty weird. I think Haas Jones got us all flustered over here. Okay. Let's see, this one's that, the opposite. This is a That nine. exotic accent. It's a nine-second one here. I was wondering why the walleye is a much more superior fish than the smallmouth bass. Thank you. Oh. Who is this guy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, no. Uh, the walleye. Yeah. I, I mean, it tastes better, probably. It's about all it's got going yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't this guy. Know. This guy, let's play that again. I want to hear this guy's voice. Yeah, he sounds like again. a walleye fisherman. Let's hear it again. I was wondering why the walleye is a much more superior fish than the smallmouth bass. Okay, well, here's my first question for this guy. Sounds very uneducated. Well, let me ask you this. How did you get your dungeon master to stop the game long (laughs) enough for you to leave that voicemail? (laughs) That's my question. He sounds like he's he's calling from his mom's basement for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that I'm going to... We're in a basement right now. Not our mom's basement. Well, no your wife's basement <laughs> basically <laughs> uh no you know i mean uh you know if you're a walleye guy you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate hate on you for it here's what i'll say though i mean i uh i don't i don't know if it's superior oh i know it's not right it's not even close 
No. No, I wouldn't. I would say. I would say not. Walleye is like barely above like a warmouth from a fighting perspective. Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't fight at all. I don't think. No. I, I caught a thirty inch. We caught, we caught some walleye. Before. That caught a thirty incher out of White River. Yeah, we caught some walleye, and it it doesn't fight like a thirty inch smallmouth. Let's just put it that way. No. No. I mean, it was it was pathetic display to be frank. Well, it was. I'll tell you how the the fight on a walleye is about as long as that voicemail was. <laughs> Pretty short. Like a wet towel. Yeah, it gives you a couple good thrusts and then it's done. Yeah, it sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Next. Thanks a lot for the. We don't even know who that was. He didn't even leave. He didn't leave, and he was he was afraid. I think. I think so. Okay. This this, this, <laughs> might, this might be a little weird. Is this the same guy? Uh, Why don't you go? I no, this explains it all. This guy loved two messages. Just doesn't make sense. What would it say? Play it again. <laughs> no. Oh, let me hear it. Why don't you go ice fishing? It doesn't make any sense. Why don't you go ice fishing? It just doesn't make any he didn't sense. Say ice, yeah, he ice. did. Why don't you go ice fishing? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why don't you go ice fishing? It doesn't make any sense. Just doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. sense. <laughs> this guy. This is this guy. I mean, I hope he keeps calling in. <laughs> I I'm, in, I'm interested. I mean, he just sort of, he just sort of it's put the mis- tip in there. Mysterious. Yeah, I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to see what this guy's got to bring to the table. He's talking about. I mean, he's talking about walleye. He's talking about ice, ice fishing. Uh, first of all, and he's got a three one seven phone number, yeah, so, so he knows. Here. He knows full well why we don't go ice fishing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of ice. Uh, and also, do you know who that is? No, I don't. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that I mean, guy had a bunch to drink one night, and yep, he was like, "That's exactly what it he was." He was drunk dialing the Smalley Doc hotline. I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. he was drinking a little bit. He was maybe having some some walleye. He's listening yeah, to the podcast. He's like, I'm calling, talking about walleye. He, I, I'm telling you right now, that guy probably does not like us, though. <laughs> That's more like it. That was a hate. It kind that of like, scares me a little bit. That was bit. the same tone He's that you get. outside across the street in his car. That's, right yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. It's, it's the same tone on a voicemail that you get from, like, an ex-boyfriend you know, boyfriend or something that's, like, across the street, like, and I'm also watching you. I was just waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that too. <laughs> you know? uh, That's uh, good. Hey, yeah. thanks for calling, though. Yeah. All right, I here don't we know. go. This one's know. another one. I don't know if I want to say thanks for that. No, hey, keep calling, man. I, you know, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear your, you know, maybe expound a little bit on why the walleye is superior. Why we're idiots for not ice fishing. Yeah. Um, this but, is, you know, this like I said, I'm sticking to my dungeon master comment. So This is a long one. All right. Hey, y'all just finished listening to um, episode 19, the James River trip recap, and uh, wanted to let you know I'm uh, learning uh, fly fishing for smallmouth here in central Virginia. I grew up as a uh, fly fisher for trout and kind of figuring things out as I go. was actually on the South Fork of the Shenandoah um, that Saturday of Memorial Day weekend that y'all were out in Buchanan on the James and had kind of similar um, results, uh, nice. a bunch of uh, a bunch of jimmies, nice. and, uh, no no uh, big lunkers, but uh, had a good time out in the raft, floated about nine miles of the South Fork. So nice. anyway, just wanted to share uh, your experience uh, with you, let you know I had um, you know seen uh, kind of something similar, and uh, I'd be interested to um, 
hear from Kristen in the future uh, podcast, I guess, on, you know, kind of the uh, top things for an intermediate kind of a smallmouth fly fisher to know or do or, you know, what would make that different from, you know, fly fishing for other uh, species and what kind of way. Uh, you know, I could make a decent cast and I understand streamers a bit, but, you know, why is it uh, different chasing smallies versus um, something else above your perspective? Anyway, guys, keep up the keep up the great work, and I realize this is a long uh, message, so I know you can play it on air or anything. Just wanted to say uh, kudos for uh, uh, all the uh, fun podcasts. Keep it up, and uh, look forward to hearing more. Nice. Cheers. Well, that was our first normal message. Yeah, great message. <laughs> we have some we have some functioning. I'm not gonna lie, a we single have some listeners that can actually function <laughs> in society. Yeah, like a single tear came to my freaking eye right there. He, he called uh, you Christian. I appreciate that. Uh, Nobody since my mom. And, and you know, and what he 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 apologized for the message being a minute thirty. Little yeah. did he know we had. Hoss Jones leaving a three-minute message and getting cut off at the end. Right, so, right. Yeah. Well, no. Hoss. Great. Uh, great. Thanks for the feedback. Appreciate that we're not just uh, terrible fishermen, that we're having some sort of unique, uniquely terrible experience on the James that weekend. So thanks for reassuring me. I constantly need that. Um, we from my we have wife, been affectionately from... calling small fish Jimmy since. Yeah, that and I'm hoping that catches on. <laughs> <laughs> to be frank with you, uh, no, some uh, you know, okay, well, since he was wanting a couple little, little fly fishing tips, I guess I could indulge him. In <laughs> I'm sure you'll be. Yeah, you'll no, be, we can, I, can give, I can give you. I can give you. You know, here's here's one. So right? he was asking specifically what. So he was basically saying, "I know how to fly fish." Right. I just started fly fishing for smallmouth. What's the main like? Here's one. You know, difference. I'll give you one right now. Here's a b- big me. Here's a here's a difference between smallmouth and other species. They're not pussies. Uh, yeah, that's one. But <laughs> no, so specifically with regard because we're getting ready to enter kind of the main the main stem of of top water season. So when you're fishing top water for smallmouth bass, as opposed to other types, you know other. Uh, you know, species. One of the things that really entices a smallmouth to come up and eat on top with a fly is that long pause. And it's the same way with conventional gear too, actually. Like if you have a spook or something, that's that's kind of a rookie rookie mistake is just the constant walk the dog all the way back to you. You know, one of the things that you want to do when you've got a spook on or when you've got a popper on or something like that, you know, you make your cast, maybe let those rings dissipate out. Give it those ten seconds. Let that let that fly or let that spook just sort of rest right there in the in the strike zone. So if you think there's a fish sitting behind that boulder and you put a cast behind that boulder, one approach is to burn it back to you. You know, walk the dog straight back to you. Start popping right away. The other approach, which I find to be more effective, is to throw it out there. You know, cast it out there. Let the popper just marinate out there. You know, if you can let it sit out there for 15, 20 seconds. Do it. Just let it sit there right where you think that fish is. And if there's a fish there, a good majority of the time, if you let that fly sit there and you've made a good cast and you've landed it softly on the surface or you've, you know, you you didn't put your line over him, he's going to eat. It's a staring contest. He's looking up at it. He's thinking, should I, should I not? Uh, you know, if you can let the fly rest there before you pop it back, do it. It's kind of almost like similar to like a bluegill. Like if you've ever seen a bluegill nose up to a to a top water fly, 
Mm-hmm. Swallmouth behave and eat on top very similarly to a bluegill, I would say. So, um, you know, occasionally they'll explode on it right away. But, you know, I've had more success doing that. So You're a big paws guy. Love the long paws. Yeah. Uh, so I will I will add a couple things. Uh, I, I, echoing the sentiments, uh, I, I think sometimes they do want it moving, but I think... Especially that, in lower clear water. Yeah, so the pause um, is something that gets missed a lot of times just yes. because it takes patience. Um, and one of the things that uh, comes to mind when you start talking about that, if you guys uh, haven't checked out a YouTube channel, it's in the yak angler like north dakota yak angler um he is fishes some unbelievable water uh but that guy has a compilation every year of topwater strikes and uh he always has um a handful that where he's like working the bait back and he just like will let it sit there while he's doing something else and the spooks he always fishes a red-headed right. spook with the uh, feather treble on the back and uh he'll have it sitting there for 10 15 seconds yeah and the fish will just explode on it right next to his boat yeah. and uh you know if you've fished long enough for top water you've had that happen before and uh you know chris i, I would say you've taught me some lessons with that i w- remember one specific year where it's before you were really fly fishing we were on the wisconsin river and uh, you were throwing a spook, and you were doing really well with it. And you know, come to find out, that was I think why you were you know giving a couple twitches, and you were just letting it sit forever, right. just letting it sit in the kill in the strike zone for as long as possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially when the water's really low and clear. I mean, you know, I would say that smallmouth, you know, get have a, a bit of a reputation as kind of an easy fish to catch, which is true. They I mean, can be. Anybody can go out and catch smallmouth bass. Um, you know, not everybody can go out and catch big smallmouth bass. There's a huge difference. Right. You know, you see all these videos of guys sneaking up on trout and getting super close. Like, there are videos of even people grabbing trout, like in New Zealand, sneaking up behind them. And, you know, there are picture, you know, videos of people fishing a riffle four feet away from them and, you know, nymphing through a through a riffle or whatever can't do that smallmouth smallmouth are not that way you, they're they're fight you know they're they're uh they lay back up in the shade you know these these big ones i'm telling you they're they're very crafty so you know the the long pause you know that presentation just sitting out there in the strike zone just enticing them to come up and eat i mean that's that's one of the key things to catching big smallmouth in the summertime is you know uh the three the three keys to catching a big smallmouth in summertime are a subtle presentation, a long leader, and a long cast. Mm-hmm. Those are the three keys. And you know, if you can if you can make a long cast, put it on the money, uh, and you've got plenty of plenty of leader material out there. You know, twelve sometimes you know ten to twelve feet on a leader, and you can just let it sit there and be subtle with it. You know, that's going to be your best chance at catching, especially around here. That's going to be your best chance at catching a big smallmouth in the summer on a fly. So that's good information. Yeah, there you go. Some real tangible stuff. So, and that's a that's a lesson you know that I had to learn, uh, you know, by talking to other people certainly and and learning. But you know, 
that's a lesson that I had to learn through experiences. You know, when you've got them in the summertime, when you're fishing top water, your inclination is to pop it, you know, pop that popper to, to swim that, um, you know, Todd's wiggle minnow to dive that frog to do, you know, whatever, um, you know, and that violent action you think is what's going to entice the big fish to eat. It's actually, it's very counterintuitive, but the subtleness and the sort of natural presentation of, you know, a floating minnow or a floating dragonfly or, you know, a frog that's just sort of lazily swimming across the river, you know, that's what's going to get the big ones to eat. Now you'll get little ones on the, on the, on the pop, pop, pop. But, uh, you know, the vast majority of the time, the big ones are going to lay up, and you gotta, you gotta really more cautious. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, tickle them a little bit. Yeah, finesse them a little bit. Yeah, they're smarter than your smaller ones. They're not, you know, they more apprehensive. Spooky. You, know, you, yeah. you You start. I mean, which is different when you're doing like a reaction type bait, like a like a whopper plopper, or like a, you know, even to like a wake bait or something like that. You can get a big one to just react and kill, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know. The vast majority of the time, you're going to have, I I believe, more success doing it that way, doing it the way I described it. So yeah, that's good stuff. Um, well, that's all of our messages. Um, do we have the number up here, Chris? Where did we see that at? I was going to give the number one more time. There it is. Okay, so the number is um, a Smalley Talk Hotlines three one seven two eight three. Nine seven one zero. That's 317-283-9710. And um, we'll post it up on the Facebook page and the Instagram this week and kind of get uh, get that out there for you guys to call and leave messages. But we'll uh, kind of repeat this, probably do more like one a week um, from here on out. So get some people to call in. That would be fantastic. Um, so let's talk about the Donkey Wrangler of the Week. Um we had a guy from from Delaware um, yeah. post. Uh, what was his name? Travis Wise was his name. Okay, Travis Wise. He's got a he's got a respectable fish. Um, yeah, looks to be uh, maybe eighteen somewhere yeah, in there. Something like eighteen incher. Uh, yeah. He looks like he's on a pretty cool looking river though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it looks like he's in northeast somewhere for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good stuff, man. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the post. Thanks for tagging us. You know, always like to see uh, you know people out there enjoying the outdoors and uh, you know doing good stuff like that. So thanks for the uh, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, I also wanted to give a shout out to. He's uh, been very active on our social media page. Um, his name's Eric Smith, and uh, the guy the guy uh, he's out there grinding. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's out Grind- there. He he fishes more than uh, more than you and I combined. I, <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little jealous. Lucky sob. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big Fall Creek guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, but he he posted a couple. Uh, posted a real nice 19, big old fat 19. Yeah, it's uh, been a, it's been a bit of an odd year. Like around here, there really hasn't been a whole bunch of success stories. I would say, just because the water's been so rough. I mean, there there's some exceptions. You know, which we've talked about ad nauseum, the people you know that are out still fishing and doing well. But we still haven't hit the tippy. I mean, how pathetic is that? I, dude, I'm telling you, it's just it's tippy looks nasty. good right now. Yeah, 
it's been it's been fun pretty good. Yeah. Well, I want I want to I want to get our iTunes review here. So we had one um, iTunes review, right? Since the last. Oh no, we actually had two. Okay, let's hear them. I'm going to here if I can get this up. Okay. So here's one from Flyfish Dis. Uh, awesome podcast. Just what I needed. Been listening from the beginning. Great content and awesome adventures. All I'd say is they should be all be ninety to a hundred minutes. There you go. Yeah. And then here's one changing my review. This is the one I was talking about. <laughs> this is Wilbur McGee. Uh, my original review is premature, but now I find I continue to subscribe and enjoy the podcast. Oh, Wil- Wilbur, I converted I think he, him. We had a we had a downer. Yeah, we converted him, baby. Yeah. I mean, Which we there's just been got... a lot of dead air on this episode, so he's probably going to unsubscribe. <laughs> he's probably like, oh, man. Quick. This is brutal. <laughs> Especially these last couple of minutes. They've been brutal, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to see, uh, good to see, you know, one of our, he's probably one of those three or four star reviews. Yeah, probably. Know? We've got, a, yeah, I think we've only got one four star re- review now. So, yeah, that's hey, good. Man, we're doing all right. But anyways, yeah, good stuff. Thanks everybody for listening. You got anything else? I mean, I don't, I don't have anything new. Did you buy anything new in your box, Bud? Um. So, I did. I actually have something new in my box. Um, I helped. Uh, I already told you about this, but I helped my brother-in-law move. This is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool little story. So, you know. My brother-in-law and it's, it's my wife's sister and her husband were, were moving, and um, it was during the week, and, you know, I had, had a little bit of time. I was like, you know what? I'll go over and help him move some big stuff. He They had planned on moving during the weekend, and they got possession early, and I was like, yeah, I'll go over there and help him move some stuff. And, you know, just trying to be a good guy, you know, right. trying to be a nice guy. Um, go over there. Didn't expect anything, and... Uh, he has a bunch of fishing rods sitting in the corner. This guy's not a fisherman. I mean, at all. I mean, he, he you know, bank fishes occasionally. But um, he had told me about a story a while back where some guy had given him a bunch of fishing equipment. Um, he was moving out of his house, and they were doing some work at his house, and he gave him a bunch of stuff. I was kind of like, I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, he, like, pulls out this rod that's in this, like, little cloth thing, and they said, gives it to me. He's like, hey, here you go. Take this. You'll use it more than I will. And uh, I was kind of like, it's probably like an ugly stick or right. you know some shitty rod. Right. And uh, so I kind of like go over to my car and I'm putting in. I was like, I'm gonna peek in and see what this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of slowly pulled out the little cloth and I see Saint Croix on it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, pulled out even further. It's a Saint Croix legend. Spinning rod. Yep. And for those of you who don't know is. your rods, <laughs> that is a very nice high end rod. It's probably a three hundred dollar rod. Oh yeah, at least yeah, yeah, yeah. probably three hundred bucks. Yeah, it's probably the most expensive rod you own now. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. So because you're an Avid series guy, right? I have so. all Avid X. Those are about two hundred bucks a pop. So. Yeah. So this the is legend. I think the legend's a, a little bit yeah. two seventy maybe. Yeah. Two eighty. Yeah. So. Yeah, it just goes to show you, you know, you'd be a good, good guy and karma comes back and pats right. you on the back every once But if in you a were while. a really good guy, you would have given that to a friend in need. 
Yeah, I don't really have any friends. <laughs> the, I actually broke a rod over the weekend. So did you really? Oh yeah, I end. remember. Yeah. yeah, right in front of you. Yeah, right in front of me. I was whipping back, trying to throw a spinner, chuck that spinner bait, and caught my just cut it in half like a ninja. <laughs> no, He's breaking boards out on the river. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I bought a few things here and there. Here's um, what I will tell you. So Josh. Over the weekend, we're we're fishing in this spot. We're almost down to the very the very last. Oh, and, and Derek found like a hundred and fifty dollars worth of soft <laughs> yeah. plastics on. Oh, the I don't feel bad for that guy. <laughs> right. No, he found like a like a full bag of soft plastics. So if you lost a, a zip up bag of soft plastics on the stretch between uh, Riverwood Dam and Noblesville. Uh, <laughs> claim them from Derek Burton. <laughs> yeah, because he took a <laughs> he took a whole bag of them. I mean, it had to have been. 25 bags of soft plastic. That was a lot. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we get down to the very end of the stretch, and uh, there's all these wreck canoers around and stuff, and Josh looks back, and there's these wreck canoers come down in, and we were doing this thing on the whole stretch where we were doing uh, female tennis player noises <laughs> every time we cast it. <laughs> so you'd be casting it <laughs> ah! like that every time. Uh, Josh goes, hey, start doing the female cast, the female tennis player thing. So I start doing it and I'm like grunting, you know, as I'm casting and then they get closer and I realize it's like a father and his like three like underage daughters. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like you're going to get me like arrested. That's why over I, had here. You do it. I know. I, I was like, oh, gosh. So if, if you're listening to the podcast by chance, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh, they, it was time for them to learn. But uh, but anyways, yeah, it's good stuff. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, it's a little bit shorter of an episode, I think. Actually, uh, which I've already talked with Reed uh, Morehouse about this, but I think we're gonna have old old Doctor Mudbug back on. Oh yeah. Uh, next... What did he say? Is he? Yeah. No, he's into it for sure. I think we're gonna maybe do an episode on uh, Helgramites. And uh, maybe maybe uh, bait fish. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, you know Helgramites. I'll be interested to see. Or I hear. know almost nothing about Helgramites. No, too. I don't know if I've I, I've probably seen some, but I didn't really. I've never thrown a Helgramite bait. I can tell you that. Well, we're gonna learn a little bit about them. Might be throwing Helgramites next time we're out. Uh, I can tell you that a lot of people, a lot of fly fishermen, fish with Helgramites, like Helgramite pattern. They do really well. So. Yeah, they're more like a. That's gonna be more along the same lines of crayfish, so bottom. Yeah, maybe, you know. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I've never I mean, seen a helgramite in a smallmouth like throat before. Is that right? Never. So. Hmm. I think I've seen a couple. Have you? Yeah, for sure. Um, not as you know, not as remarkable, but they can probably gulp them down. Yeah, because they're know. smaller. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, all right. It'll well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Appreciate the support. You can always find us on social media at Smalley Talk Podcast. Leave us a review. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of buckle in. We're getting ready to get into the uh, into the summer months. Everybody start getting out and enjoying this warm raining. weather. And, you know, we'll uh, people can start putting some bringing some fish to hand. Leave, so. leave, hopefully some non-jimmies. Yeah, hopefully some non non Jameses, non Jimmies. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's nice, uh, nice hanging out with you, Chris. We'll uh, yeah. do this again soon, and uh, yeah, talk to you guys later. Free the fighter.